A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Woohoo! Welcome back. Or if this is your first episode, welcome. Welcome. You know what you're actually giving me? A little bit of Lexus. (laughs) As soon as I did the shoulders and I saw myself, I was like, I'm I'm getting some Lexus rose here. (laughs) So, well, 
I mean, it is a personal attack. This is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. I'm Megan. My co-host is Melissa D. Mons. And we are giving you advice based on our own personal experiences. And then, um, you know, sometimes we have no personal experience, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we make up for in lack of experience. Opinions. (laughs) We have. have, That's the new tagline for the show. (laughs) We have so many opinions. (laughs) We feel strongly about everything. Truly, truly everything. Um, and we are giving our straightforward, very honest advice. Um, we, uh, we, we don't sugarcoat. We are not the um, tell you what you want to hear kind of people. And uh, we do ask in advance if you are um, sensitive, if you are a cancer or you are a Pisces or you are just a sensitive person, let us know beforehand because mm-hmm. um, you might uh, notice that we tend to uh, go pretty hard all the time but live fast i actually don't think we don't we go that hard no i truly i think we're like i think it's just we trigger some something within a call for a certain person and then they feel compelled to share mm-hmm. and as we say if it doesn't apply let it fly let it fly and if you feel personally victimized by anything we've said may, maybe if that's you weren't you. the caller then yeah it's yeah and uh oh if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com got to keep it under three minutes long or else you'll be cut off and personally shamed and we ask you to write it down and then read it so it can be the most clear and concise way uh of how to word your call yeah last episode gold star a lot of people wrote those down those calls Wonderful. Even the mm-hmm. girl who um was in her car driving. Yeah. I do think there's something to be said about. Obviously, we're not promoting distracted driving, but do, like like me now, when you like when multitask you, doing yeah. something else, you're like just autopilot kind of yeah. a thing. So that that works. But also, if you are going to be um in your car, please roll the windows up and do it while you are not driving. Please be right. parked. And no and radio. No cows. You can't control the cat. <laughs> uh, should we? Oh, before we get into the calls, we are going to have a live update. So we're going to hear from a previous caller and they're going to update us on um, what happened after the curtain closed. So I called in, um, I think it was season six, episode one. Um, and I called in basically because I just kept slash keep having sex dreams only about guys I've hooked up with before my boyfriend. Um, and I've been with my boyfriend for three, like coming on four years now. And like, it's just weird. I never have sex dreams about him, but always about other people that I've hooked up with. And so I just called in about that. And, um, I don't know. My update was basically that I continued to be having these dreams. It's very bizarre. I don't know why, but based on like what you guys had said, I have been thinking about it a lot. And I think partially it's because like, I've just been with my boyfriend for a long time. And like, we kind of not have like the same sex every time, but like same dick, similar, like, yeah, same dick. Like every time it it doesn't, it doesn't, it can't really get like that much different, you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's the same dick. Um, and like, I, before I was dating him, I literally was just like in a prolonged hoe phase from like high school through 
the beginning of college and like no one ever really wanted to date me which I came to terms with and then I was just like whatever I'm just gonna be in a hoe phase and like do whatever because whatever um so then like I was hooking up with like a decent amount of guys before him and then like we started dating and then it was like it was like I was hooking up with guys and then I met him and then we started dating and then it was like that's it and so I also think that's part of it is just like that I <laughs> like not like I'm a hoe but like I enjoy <laughs> like having sex with different guys and so yeah. I think my brain just like wants to think about and it it's yeah, a very you're, nice like, way to do it yeah like, it's yeah. Just, like your brain is so used to the same thing I mean not the same thing about so used to different things and then you mm-hmm. You settle yeah. down and then, and then, yeah, it's a, your mind's just wandering and, you know, the brain is yeah. just a big yeah. mass of juicy things that and keep then, us going. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also was thinking that a lot of the times, like those hookups were like secretive or like, like someone could come home at any time or like whatever. And like, that is also another element because like I live with my boyfriend now it's mm-hmm. not like we literally can fuck anywhere like it's not a big deal and so I think that is part of it too but yeah I'm still having the dreams so I don't really know I don't know have you told him by the way no I'm scared no, don't tell. I don't I don't want to <laughs> tell him because he's gonna literally get so butthurt he is the type of guy that like I haven't really told him anything about anyone I've been with he doesn't want to hear about it he's like I don't care it was before me and I'm like that's weird because I'm a, a Gemini and I just uh, yeah my yeah. entire like life story onto everyone and I don't really care if people know my life story because it happened to me and whatever and like he's not like that and so yeah no I would never tell him but like, I think that <laughs> but that's the thing choosing not to tell him in this situation is like if if like if like Moss told me this, I would be like, okay, you're telling me because there's something too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason exactly. why, and like no. you're recognizing like, oh, this is not it. Also, I feel like this is the most Gemini thing I've ever heard. Like you <laughs> are literally like, like I'm, I'm, in a a sta- I'm in a stable I'm a relationship. Gemini. Like we love you. Like I'm so happy and all that. But like dream me is fucking around. But like <laughs> it is like it just makes so much. It makes so much sense to me. Like so I'm much. A, it, I'm a Gemini sun and rising and oh then virgo virgo moon so the, i'm like a mess the like, last person we talked the last callback we had she was a triple virgo so like oh my you, god very similar very similar <laughs> yeah. of like the overwhelming uh, like energy for you guys I'm so much oh god it's too much to be me but it's a lot I, mm. I think you're spot on though with like the you know like when it's like ooh, like this is like once you're in a relationship with someone like sex, like for a long time, especially because you live together, like sex can mm-hmm. be like sexy, but it's not like you really have to go out of your way to like have like, like fantasy yeah. kind of sex sort of stuff. Yeah. And so like, that's like when, when people, it's the same thing. Like when you're, I don't know, like when you're thinking about situations of like, get like getting off or whatever, like, or even like, if you think of like porn in general, like there are like really fucking heightened stakes and like all of this kind of stuff. And like your mind is being creative and like the mm-hmm. least creative thing that your mind would do. It's like, you are having missionary sex with your boyfriend on a mm-hmm. Tuesday night after you ate Chipotle. I mean, you wouldn't have to <laughs> like, after Chipotle. Like, like, uh, yeah. That literally like, would be it. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I think also, I think also a big problem is that I don't really watch porn. I'm not really into porn. And so I well, think that's another reason that my brain's yeah. not creative at all. So it just keeps repeating the same scenarios over and over and over. 
which oh, you I guys s- had said in when I called. Yeah. And I, I think that makes like, it makes total, total, total sense to like, you just go back to like, like my fan, I will like, I usually, I mean, I'll be honest, like you had good sex before your boyfriend. So like, obviously, like, yeah, you can, fa- I did not. So like, <laughs> that's like, like not like, like not to give mods too much credit, but I'm like, yeah, sir. Like, I'm not going to fucking fantasize about some dude who like finger banged me for like 35 seconds. Literally. And I was like, this is awful. But like, like yeah, like it's, you fantasize about the stuff that you know, like that you've like, you've already done before and it's mm-hmm. easier for your brain too. Mm-hmm. And we're back. What a call. What a time. What a fantasy. (laughs) That's what the call was about. No, no, I know. I was going to say, though, (laughs) like I the amount of like sex. I think we should compile a list of um, everybody's weirdest sex dream. Like who everyone. Do I mean, I think that would be great. Yeah, I'd say my weirdest one was I was hooking up with someone. Don't know who the man was, but then his penis came out and it looked like came a, out like a tootsie roll, like the long skinny ones. <laughs> Stop! It looks like rabbit poop, is what you're saying. No, the long skinny ones. <laughs> you know, when you buy like the big bag of tootsie rolls and the long skinny ones. <laughs> it's like when you're like feeling around in your um halloween bag like after you've gone trick-or-treating and it's dark and you're like smarties and then you go and you go it's just an extra long tootsie roll Mm -hmm. yes do you like tootsie rolls i feel like that tracks your personality a chocolatey chew tootsie roll i think i'm in love with you whatever it is i think i see becomes a tootsie roll to me so i thought i saw a penis if you <laughs> is that like a commercial yes mm. very famous commercial i just can't relate to anyone desiring a tootsie roll i don't desire tootsie roll i've never just like walked into a store and bought a tootsie oh my roll. god of course but i'm not accusing see, you of that crime but that's if a- i see a bucket of tootsie rolls hell yeah i'm gonna eat one no 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 see that's the only thing or that, two the, or three. that to me tootsie rolls only exist in like other candies <laughs> yeah. yes like they only exist like they're only there like you can't you don't seek them out they're only ever there and i would kick a, i would kick a tootsie roll out of bed i would kick i would i no. love it now into our first call. Let's do it. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm 27, and two weeks ago, I had to leave California to go back to my home country, Germany. I didn't want to leave, but my visa expired, and so I had to go. I'm still very jet-lagged. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I have no idea what to do next in life. Anyway, this isn't really about me. My best friend in California is also not doing great. We just FaceTimed. So he lost his mom to cancer about three years ago. Right before she passed, he started dating his now ex-boyfriend. They were on off until right before the pandemic and my friend called it quits. This time for sure. They've had a toxic, manipulative, unhealthy relationship. Like some real big shit happened. Police was involved at some point. They had multiple actual fist fights. They strangled each other. Like it was really bad. 
Unfortunately, those relationships are the hardest to get over. His ex also had a dog who helped him get over his depression and who was there for him after his mom died. He loves the dog so much and would do anything to get her back. When we were just talking today, he mentioned that he was thinking about reaching out to his ex again. I got upset and I tried to reason with him, but he talked about how he's in a better place now and he knows what he's doing. Basically boiling down to him only wanting to fuck with him again to play with his feelings. I told him that I don't think that's a great idea and he shouldn't try and seek revenge. That's not cool and as much as I don't like his ex, he would be playing with everyone's feelings. Also, since his mom died and a little before, he put on some weight and he still can't really accept himself for that. He's absolutely gorgeous and incredibly intelligent, intelligent and talented. He keeps saying the gay community is different when it comes to dating, though, which I understand. I am a bisexual femme presenting big woman. It's not easy out there for queer people, especially for bigger queer people. He has such a big heart, though, and he doesn't realize his own self-worth. I feel so bad for not being able to be there for him. I know it's out of my hands. I literally can't do anything. And I told him that I will love him no matter what. But I also told him that I don't think it's a great idea to reach out to his ex because he wants to get the dog, like basically stealing him. I don't know how to make it clear to him that he will potentially regret that decision. When we ended our call today, I could tell that he was hurt. He was crying. I know he misses me and I miss him. It's also his mom's birthday the day after tomorrow, so he's probably just spiraling. But he could hurt himself and I would hate that for him. I'm not 100% sure what kind of advice I'm asking for, but I had to talk to someone. Also, he's a Cancer and I'm a Pisces, if that helps in any way. And yeah. Anyway, thank you. Stay healthy. Wear a mask. Well, blue, which I know you two are, but, you know, for your audience. Okay, thanks. Bye. I think the advice that you're asking, you know, you say you don't know what the advice is, is how to um, tell your friend that he's toxic and needs to stop. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, uh, you took a side and, like, this is your friend predating the relationship i'm thinking or mm-hmm. post the relation like you're only friends with him like you're yeah. not friends with both um and that relationship was toxic because of both of them mm-hmm. and i think you're i think you might be having a hard time uh because you're looking out for your friend as if your friend is like the sole victim in the situation versus someone who also participated in doing a lot of the stuff. And I think like we, we like to see the best in people. And if he has like recognized that he hasn't been so healthy in it, uh, wasn't a healthy relationship, but the fact that he's still like trying to get back in there and then like, and be messy. Like that's basically what she was saying is that he wants to be messy and he's using the dog as an excuse to, do that and that's not how you get a is it his if it's not his dog all right he can't get the dog back because it's not his and if it is his dog there's come on be like um i'm taking the dog dumbass like and um oh my god legally blonde oh i haven't seen that movie in years upon years oh, i made mods watch it for the first time a couple years ago and i I just love it. I will never forget the day that Reese Witherspoon told me that I could be the new Elle Woods. And I was like, 
When was this? Oh, I did a panel that she was at and we were on it. It was me and her together. And she was so lovely and so nice. And then she was like, I've watched some of your stuff before. Like I watched some of your stuff in preparation. Well, they're making like, a, a new one. You should be like her daughter you know, th- in it. I love that. I think she's, I mean, I think her probably real daughter who looked identical to her would be that. I think she said but it mostly to be nice, but yeah. I like. But she still said it. And I don't think, I don't think Reese Witherspoon says things just to be nice because she's very shady. She has very like Southern shade. And I, was, I don't yeah, think you're she right. would say it. I don't think you, she'd say it just to be nice. It was the best moment of my whole life. I was like, um, but yeah, like, in legally blonde like there here's the thing like if you're getting your own dog back the way to do that is you bring a friend you get your legal rights and you get the dog and Mm -hmm. because it was such a toxic toxic unhealthy relationship for both of you you don't do this thing you someone else has to do that bidding for you to kind of maintain the like calm and not let things get out of hand or get physical or anything like that. But like putting yourself back into the situation uh, is a conscious choice. And it, there's something that she said, hold on, keep talking. But there was something that she said that like he was doing this to intentionally be messy. She didn't say in those yeah, no, words, but, but those I think, were. I think, I think what it was, was that like pretending to want to get like, just to like, break his heart or something mm-hmm. like pretend like getting not necessarily getting back together but like hook like fucking him and then breaking his heart yeah am i wrong is that what it was that was pretty much it yeah like fuck and- with him about how he's in a better place and knows that he's basically <laughs> doing better wanting to fuck with him again to play with his feelings and i told him i don't think that's a great idea to seek revenge but see, that's how is that? That's what I want to know is like, how is that revenge? No, because that just sounds like, again, from the way that you've talked about this, it's they they were both violent and physical with each other. Mm-hmm. And like that they both and not in like a self-defense way that this was a really unhealthy relationship with the both of them. And now he wants to go and like rub into his face like I'm doing so much better, like. I don't think I don't think like it may be in his head revenge. I think it's him trying to seek closure. Yeah. And he's saying it in a defensive way so that like if his feelings get hurt, if his feelings are actually the one to get hurt and not the ex, then it was like that's I wasn't that's not what I was doing. And I think when you want to rub it in someone's face that you're doing better, it's because you're not mm-hmm. and you're also not sure if you're doing better because like you want you need them to, you need them to validate it yep if you were doing better you wouldn't reach out to them at you wouldn't all. care and you would be fine and this yeah. is just you are friends with someone who is messy and you depends on the kind of person that you are if you're i don't know if you're comfortable just being like point blank here's a thing like you're being messy or you're being an ass and i've done this with friends before where I've like literally explicitly said, I'm like, I love you, but you're being an asshole and you're being like, there's no point to what you're doing. All this is going to do is hurt you later down the road. And I'm going to love with you. Like, I don't like this person. Like, mm-hmm. this is not who I like. I know you deep down. And like, this is not something like in the moment, this might, you think that this might sound like a good idea or something you want to do, but like, this isn't you. Like, and this is not something that like I, as your friend, like 
am not going to stand by and watch this because like, I don't like this person. Like I really don't fucking like this dude. And so if that, like, if this is what you're going to do, then like do it. But like, I would like to, I'm, I'm not cool with that. And I'm not going to like sit by and pretend that I am or that I think it's a good idea. Right. And like, you just have to say it like that. And because at the end of the day, it could also just be like, I don't know when you guys became friends, but like, this could have been like, you became friends with him on like the off of the relation, like the end of the relationship and being like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, when I'm going to change my life, I'm going to be different. And now this is just who they are. And Mm -hmm they enjoy the messiness they enjoy that kind of drama and whether that's a forever thing which also is not a sustainable thing but you don't have to be friends with that just because just because that's how he's being there's no point yeah also he's like trying to use the dog as an excuse and if it's really about a dog tell him to go get a new dog yeah and especially if it's not his dog yeah because if it's not your dog and you don't own the dog, you can't steal. You'll. He's just doing. It's just the the dog. Like him saying all the things about the dog were just an excuse. And then you and you know that, or else you wouldn't have been. You wouldn't even have mentioned pushing it. it so hard when you were doing the call. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, watch the ex be like in a much more stable place Mm -hmm. and like he shows up tries to steal the dog and he just like gets him arrested yeah (laughs) and is like i'm not even to talk to you yeah and here's the thing like i have messy friends too but i don't ever like encourage their behavior do i like to hear about the mess and drama yes do i indulge in it yes but do i like talk them up and tell them like, yes, this is something you need to do. No, I don't do that. So you have to like realize like where your place is in this relationship. Are you going to be the friend that's going to be messy along with them? Or are you going to tell them like, this isn't what you need to be doing? And a lot of the time, like when you're being messy or you're planning on being messy and you tell a friend, usually you're either telling a friend that you know is going to just is also messy and will encourage you or a friend mm-hmm. that will stop you or like tell you it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And so there there could be that there that he said that because he knows that it's a bad idea and wants yeah. you to say it too. But you only really have to say it once. And then from there, it's like, I don't want to hear about yeah. it. I'll level with you. And also, if you revenge as someone who lives for revenge revenge needs to feel good even like the only way that revenge quote unquote works or whatever is when it feels good when you're alone and you don't have to tell somebody else to be like oh look what I did and like like if you're trying to feel validated you have to just it needs to start and end with you and your actions and what you're doing it can't be expecting a certain reaction out of it or a certain reaction from a friend or like uh, oh my gosh or like telling people it needs to feel good start and end in that moment and if it Mm -hmm. doesn't don't fucking do it. And truly, yeah. rarely does that ever happen. Like, that's rarely will you ever actually feel that feeling. And that's because, sadly, revenge is, doesn't really work out that well. No. Nope. <laughs> Just means you care a lot. And there's nothing more embarrassing than clearly caring so much when you don't want to care. Yeah. I've been there. I've fucking been there. Oh. All right. Next call. Next call. Hi, Magnamosa. Um, I'm calling for some sex 
uh, or I guess lack thereof, um, advice. I'm 19 and my boyfriend is 21 and we've been dating for about a year and a half. I love him very much and everything is going swimmingly except for this one bump we hit. Uh, for context, we were slash are each other's first everything, first kiss, first relationship, first all that jazz. Um, he grew up in a really Christian home and being grown has stitched um, a lot of that patriarchal dogma and now has a much more fluid view of religion. And I couldn't be dating him if he hadn't done that. Uh, but one thing he does hold on to that I do not is abstinence before marriage. Um, when I say abstinence before marriage, though, I mean the kind where, like, foreplay and blowjobs and that kind of stuff is okay, but, like, we can't have our pants off at the same time. Um, and this is the issue. Uh, for the past few months since we started quarantining together, we've been doing a lot more sex-related things, which is fun, don't get me wrong, but can also be pretty frustrating for me. He's getting a lot more pleasure than I am uh, because, frankly, it's a lot easier to give a quick blowjob and it's a lot easier to give a mediocre to good blowjob. Um, he's tried to finger me and eat me out a couple times, but they were all just really uncomfortable and felt cold and weird um, and just like not really good for me. And that's nothing to do with me not being attracted to him. Um, it's just really hard for me to stay in the mood and not feel pressure when we're still like fully closed except for my pants. And I know that this is the end all be all for right now. Um, he feels bad that I'm not having as good a time as he is. And we've talked about it before, but it always kind of ends in this weird guilt circle of, I feel like I'm pressuring him into going against that moral and having sex. Um, and then he feels bad for not being able to offer me something that I want, which makes me feel bad that he feels like it's his fault. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'd like to be having sex, and it's not fun to always be the one getting to use and having to finish on their own. But I would never want him to do anything with me that he'd regret. Um, so any advice on this would be greatly appreciated. Um, love you guys and this podcast and this community so much. Uh, yeah, thanks, you guys. So you think that the solution is having penetrative sex and then it's going to be good? And you've never had, she's never had penetrative she's sex. She's never had penetrative sex. Um, also, like, so is one of you wearing clothes so that it's not a temptation to keep, it's like the barrier to, it's like, that's like the stopping point. I truly like when the mo we when it was like oh we can still like you know do like sexual related stuff we just like can't both be naked at the same we can't we have, like can't both be naked at the same time I was like I'm sorry that's like I think here's the thing it can seems you imagine like getting eaten out wearing all of your clothes on top and the person who's eating you out is fully clothed. And it's not I like, mean, a, oh, we're in an office, sexy workplace is, situation. I don't even, yeah, I don't even like wearing clothes as it is. So, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I feel like you guys are both wearing clothes as a safety net. I mean, one is wearing clothes as a safety net. And 
you're already doing the act and it's just getting over the guilt trip. Like maybe oral bases one through three are all you do Mm -hmm. and you just don't go all the way. Um, and I think like you guys physically, like if you say it out loud and and physically say like, we're not going to have sex, penetrative sex, then I think that's enough of a barrier than you being uncomfortable and just like messing around and not getting any satisfaction from it. Then it's just like, what the point, what's the point? And then you're, and then you feel pressure to get him off. I think like if his boundary is, I don't want to be fully naked together. I think that's fine. But then stop doing what you're doing. Cause that's the thing. It's not worth like, it's not a matter of like, Okay, I have to ask, though. Did she say when he was, like, eating her out and fingering her, it was, like, weird and cold? Yeah. But I think it's because she's lacking the intimacy of, like, being completely naked. You mean and emotionally she cold. Yes, I meant emotionally physically cold. cold. And I was like, if his mouth is cold, <laughs> we have another. I had a friend who made out with this guy. She goes, his, like, lips were, like, and no, she's like, his tongue was weirdly cold. And I was like, is he alive? Somebody <laughs> put it in. Somebody in the Facebook group said that. It blows my mind. I mean, if you make out with someone, your and mouth goes people, numb. It's cocaine. Every, everyone was asking, like, is he alive? Like, yeah, I think you missed that thread because it was a good have. thread. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Um. So, because here's the thing. I think, like, you should never feel guilt uh, when it comes to, like, your own pleasure and your own body. I understand, like, obviously, like, not, like, pressuring him to do anything. I will be super honest. If you, <laughs> you guys, you're guaranteed to uh, break up if you just are like, let's just fuck. And then it will be, you'll realize, like, oh, that's not. Mm-hmm. If he can't get you to get off, like, the percentage of, like, people with, like, vaginas and clitorises who can get off from penetrative sex alone is like minute, like very, very, very small. And the fun, the the stuff that's usually the typically the most like fun and actually pleasurable for those of us with vaginas um, is the foreplay kind of stuff and having that mixed in with sex in itself. But like it's... And I think it's the physical intimacy though, the physical and emotional intimacy because she's not completely close. He's not completely... And then he is completely clothed they're not touching it's just him going down on her you know i just think he's not good at it i'm sure he's not good at it but the added thing is like he's not touching her everywhere like just imagine if he's just like going down on her and not like kissing her chest or breast and playing with all like there's okay because he all that's closed so he's there's not that physical connection it's just the waist down so I How think about, that's what, what if she's you're talking fully about. Naked and then he's fully clothed because then there's no issue there. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, but I think that's the barrier. That's like the thing that's like he's like that'll be too much. Yeah, I think he. You guys just need to have a conversation of mm-hmm. like, here's the thing, like whatever is. Let's like talk about like what your boundaries are and your boundaries aren't automatically his boundaries aren't automatically your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So like if he's like, oh, I can't like do this. And it's like, okay, well, here's the thing. Like, I'm not (laughs) I'm not I'm if I'm not going to be like getting any like pleasure from this, I'm let's 
if these are if these were your boundaries are, then let's just kiss. Mm-hmm. Let's just hold off on all of it. Like, because that's the thing that's not if he has no I think there's truly I literally think there's a way for him to like make you come and like make this like an enjoyable and like hot thing. But that's like, yeah, read some articles, read some books. She comes first and all of that stuff. But like if the boundaries are not just um, if the boundaries are like you can't be sexy. Do you know what I mean? Like it can't mm-hmm. be seductive and it can't be like sexual. It's very like. I don't know, like hand jobby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like hand yeah. jobs it's are like rarely like it's one and done. She can't get off because she's so much in her head because she's not comfortable. Yeah. Well, she's it's not enjoying like a, it. Yeah. It's coming like a task versus yeah. it's like, like she gives these mediocre bo- blowjobs. Like she's saying, she's like half-assing them because she's just not fully comfortable because they're not actually being as intimate as she needs. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we'll be honest. I think you guys want different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that uh, just because somebody is, just because you don't have just because someone's like your first like romantic sexual experiences or whatever um, doesn't mean that you can't break up because you want more. Like Mm -hmm. even though like he can have met your needs and like has been great for all of that. But like you're allowed to like be a virgin in a relationship with someone who's also a virgin who doesn't want to have sex. And you can be like, even though you've never had sex, you can be like, I want to leave this relationship because I would like to have sex. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to be you can be missing out on things you've never experienced and like, that's okay. And you can end a relationship because it's important to you to have things that you haven't experienced. Like that's very, very, very okay. So, uh, I, yeah, to be honest, I, cause I don't think there's, I think it's fine if, um, he wants to like wait to have sex, but, uh, I, I think if you're waiting to have sex, you're not getting not to be the asshole. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to do all of this other stuff that like is something that makes me uncomfortable. And I feel fucking weird about just because like, this is something that makes you feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Neither of us should have to sacrifice our comfort level. I'm just, this is just in the fucking right relationship. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to do this. And I don't want you to have to be with someone who's like half-assing this kind of shit. Someone else, there's some other girl out there who wants to do the exact same thing. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah I drink mine specifically when I am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I 
love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like, you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Are we back? We're back. We're back from our break and we're getting into the rest of our calls. Hey, Megan and guests. I just sent in a different voicemail, but this one would probably make more sense because I wasn't like my brain wasn't working. Um, so I'm going to explain this as the best way I can. So I just got engaged and next year I'm going to get married. And one of my best friends or ex-best friends, I guess, is also getting married next year. And we're both in each other's wedding. Okay. So I bet you're wondering, like, why ex-best friend, huh? Okay, so um, this girl and I were really close um, for only a year. Like, it was only a year. We got super, super close and did pretty much everything together. We're inseparable. Like, everyone knew us as best friends. So we both, like, went to the same church, whatever. Just keep in mind, we're all super Christian, okay? Um, so... One day, we had this um, thing at church, and she decides to go up to my fiancé's sister and tell her that she was made to hate her by me and all this crazy stuff that she just wanted to be best friends with her. And then it started this huge blow-up between me and my fiancé's sister and the whole church... (laughs) It pretty much had a falling out with everyone. Um, but the thing is, um, she didn't like the sister. Me and the sister had a couple problems. We weren't the closest people. Um, I didn't always agree with what she said. So I would go to her to, I guess, rant and just kind of, because she understood where I was coming from. So I'd go to her in pretty much confidence and tell her how I felt. And she would tell me how she felt, which she was not friends with her. So it just put a really weird relationship. And I, I we talked about it, me and my ex-best friend. And I was like, hey, this is a little weird. Like, why'd you do that? And um, there was really no real answer. She said she was manipulated into doing it. Anyways. The moral of the story, I'm just deciding I don't want her in my wedding because I don't want this type of energy in it. And I kind of want to figure out how to go about that. And that's what I want y'all's advice (laughs) for it. Um, So, yeah. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. I don't know if this girl still thinks she's in your wedding. I think she does. But, like, I don't know if you've been clear to her if she thinks she's still in your wedding, then that means that you're still in communications with her and she still thinks that you're her friend. So yeah, the ex might only be on your side. Then. Yeah. Like maybe she's your ex best friend, but she like, you haven't actually like broke up with her as a friend. So maybe you're being like 
a little standoffish, but you're, I'm guessing since you guys probably go to the same church, she's still in your life. Also, you guys are still going to church. Yeah, no, I was always, I was always, <laughs> I mean, you know, my, uh, atheist shady ass over here is just being like, well, some fucking happens when you go to church in a pandemic. Mm, yeah. Uh, you need to be clear to, with her that you're not her friend. That's the thing. And as someone who grew up in church, I know how like political things get very, very, very much. And um, lots of churches are very messy. It's actually like if you just sit back and look at the drama, very entertaining. But uh, I only know that through you. And like it makes <laughs> me feel like I really missed out on something <laughs> like not the religion part, but like the tea. Yeah, there's so much just like there's like a hierarchy. There's like the cool people like it's just like school, mm-hmm. but with God. And so. <laughs> you just have to let her know that you guys aren't friends anymore and then then tell her you're not my wedding and tell her you don't expect to be in her wedding either yeah oh and then i can't wait for everybody in the church to start gossiping it's you you just got to be prepared because it's gonna be a thing yeah it's gonna be a huge thing within the church it's gonna be messy everybody's gonna be talking about it but If you don't want her in your wedding, you have to be truthful. And let this be a lesson to you and to everybody. Do not talk shit about people. To Especially someone. family members and future family oh, members. You That is reserved for your childhood best friend who will never meet that fucking person ever. Mm-hmm. Like Not, not somebody, you know, don't, don't call them about your best friend after knowing them for a year the other tea like there is just in having someone be that whole thing of like oh you're gonna be in my wedding like you're my best friend like we're inseparable um that's the same thing as like dating someone and like falling into lust with them and like Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna get engaged and we're gonna get married like like we love each other we've only been like for six months and like he's perfect and like everything and like i've ditched all of my friends for him that's the same we have to maintain that like same energy that it's like okay i wouldn't do that in a relationship Mm mm-hmm I'm not going to do that in a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Don't call anyone your best friend after a year of knowing them. Unless you're 11. And then that's yeah, actually that's a big I, part of your year. It's <laughs> a big part of your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, that shit changes. And this is, I truly think there is, um, People should just start going to therapy just to talk shit like that. Like I, if you need to vent about like something and feel validated, that's literally what therapy's for. Mm-hmm. If you need to vent and feel validated and you like need an unbiased person, go to therapy so you can vent about your sister-in-law, but not. Yeah. Mm-mm. I literally lied. If, he- if she was like coerced into doing it, that means that want, she told, we, but that means that she told other people. So who was co- if somebody was forcing her to do it, 
that means that somebody else told her she told somebody else See, that's the logical thing. But when the call was playing, I said, who manipulated her? God? And then Lizzie said, no, Satan. <laughs> and I died. <sighs> but you're right. No, logically, unless like Satan actually did or whoever manipulated her. Um, then you're right. Then she like someone else was involved in this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. There's a good thing about like being like closed off and like no new friends and like really having to like er- like there's something nice about having walls built up. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> it is like it is, I feel it is really solid in our relationship without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Also, we've this is the fact that we've known each other for so, so long. long. Yeah, so long. Mm-hmm. And like I have people that I've been like and this is like you're not considered in this. But like I have people that like I've been like, yeah, I mean, like I would call them friends for a while. Does not care. I like, I like, you can do yep. whatever. I mm-hmm. don't, not invested. Yep. Really not. I just don't really give a shit. But, um, yeah, this is messy. This is very messy. Very messy. Also, um, my belief again is don't say anything <clears throat> about anyone to anyone that you would not say to their face. Mm-hmm. And if you wouldn't say it to your boyfriend, if you wouldn't like... Fiance. There should be very few things in your life that like... When it comes to talking like pertaining to other people that like... Or I mean, truly, even about your own life that like someone... Just trust less people. Like to look out for you or care about you not to be Mm -hmm. like jaded or whatever but i'm like there shouldn't there shouldn't be like oh shit i hope this person doesn't this person has the ability to ruin this relationship with someone or like don't give other people that much fucking power because you can't trust them with it messy messy i can't like i think about like i haven't even met anyone in the last year truthfully like i haven't met anyone new but like I can't imagine how I would have done putting someone in my wedding that I've known for a year. But I guess I also don't know anybody that I haven't known for a long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, next call. Hell yeah. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm 19 years old and I'm currently at college right now. Um living on my own and I can I, I just want to say I was really excited to for this to not excited for this to happen but um this is my podcast moment and I'm so excited for to be able to ask you guys for advice finally and so I'm 19 living away from home and I still had belongings at home like I still have a whole full bedroom at my house back in back where my parents live and my younger brother lives there he's 13 and I had some stuff I was hidden away, um, things like sex toys and also some, like, THC, CBD stuff. And my 13-year-old brother found them, and he's asking me to buy him, um, like, he's asking me to buy him all these things now. And so I just, I don't know what to do, because I'm obviously not going to buy him the things that he wants, just because it's, like, nicotine, and I'm not going to buy, like, I can't myself buy him nicotine buy nicotine for myself let alone buy it for a 13 year old that's so wrong and I would never do that but I just um I need advice on what to do I just need help 
Um, and any help is going to be grateful because I, I feel like I'm on an episode of Punked right now. And I, I just have no clue what to do. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. What a crafty little boy. Truly, a you're little getting black- asshole. You're getting blackmailed by a 13-year-old. Like, I think you need... Is he taller than you yet? Like, can you physically intimidate him? Like, just can you lie to him and be like, why was he snooping in your room? Also, you're she's at college, right? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. This is the shit that you bring with you. Always. 100%. Like, we like, oh, my God, me and me and um a friend like had like all like hidden alcohol, like all, all of my high school friends, like hidden alcohol at like friends houses who like the parents were like the most like chiller or, or whatever and we would ha- did all of them find it within a week because they fucking knew we had been drinking in high school did they fucking search it and find it and like leave it out oh my yes i had friends who came home from like college for the first break and their parents had like lined up every empty alcohol bottle that they found like hidden in their room or like full alcohol bottle or like anything just like lined it up on the kitchen counter i was like <sighs> so i mean that's you can't go back in time and not like those things should come with you in general um i just don't know what the worst that like okay i would just be like okay so and he tells your parents and then what yeah that's the thing is like i'm sure you're going at this point you're probably back home for the holidays is he keeping the stuff like on him as bribery like i will show mom and dad if uh you don't buy me tobacco i'll i would say i would literally be like i'm not buying you tobacco you can show them but i'll let them Did he know say that tobacco or a jewel he said tobacco oh are you asking well we don't know i don't know okay well i would assume i was yeah i would assume i'd just be like okay you tell them that and i'll tell them that you want me to buy you tobacco oh facts <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah truly there's like i mean you having like sex toys but she said sex toys what else like she said THC and CBD. CBD, illegal. Okay. Children can have CBD. Truly, like that's- having weed and versus like you having like, a, let's say a vibrator and some weed and some CBD is you're 19. Mm-hmm. Fucking okay. Your little brother trying to blackmail you so he can buy. To, that's what they're going to be worried about. Yeah. They're not going to be like. Yeah, I would be like, okay, tell them. And I will tell her. I'm guessing he probably sent it in a text message. And be like, tell him. And I'll tell them that you want tobacco. Go ahead. You can tell Melissa has siblings. <laughs> no, that's true. I think that's exactly it's exactly what you just say. I the audacity of 13-year-old boys. <laughs> Like what I you- would be pissed because that means he was snooping in her room. Yeah. Also, he knows like he was probably looking for tobacco. Like he was like, oh, she probably left something behind. Did he send you a picture? Because I would die. Yeah. Also, I would. He probably How- like probably smoked the weed. If you yeah, was that's what I was gonna for- say. I'm gonna. I'm going to highly, highly doubt. Aside from like the sex toy, like if he's asking, like you said, if he's asking for you to like buy him like, I don't know, nicotine, like a jewel, nicotine, whatever. I'm assuming a jewel because he's 13. Um, and he already saw your weed. First of all, he knew what the weed was. 
Mm-hmm. He also like presumably. I would no- just say it was CBD. If like, and then the, just say all of it was CBD. And yeah. then uh, for the sex Unless toys, it's like, does yeah. he know the difference? Well, but if he does, then all of the all this is doing is being like, just look like at digging him in a deeper hole. Uh huh. To be super fair, I think I don't have siblings. I would tell him that um, in general. And then I would like I would tell him exactly that. Like, OK, fine. Tell them then I'll tell them you did this or whatever. Uh, I would also like either you obviously know your parents better than anyone. But I would either like if you're home, like pay attention to him. Like, is he fucking trying to like because like he'll fuck up his lungs like you can die like awful and if you need to tell your parents then it's like okay you're not gonna die from like if it's an embarrassment factor of like oh i have sex like whatever like i would then just be like hey heads up he fucking like found some stuff in my room that like i'll share it with you if you want to know what it is but like i'm an adult i don't think that like i need to and i I think it'll probably make you feel uncomfortable and weird. Uh, <laughs> They've already drawn their own conclusions to what it is at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, he like blackmailed me and said he wanted me to get him like this. So I feel like that's something that like you should know because he's 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a little douche. <sighs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> Okay, now it is time for a don't blame them. Don't blame them is when a listener calls in with their own personal experience and their advice from a call from previous episode. So this one has been covered in a few episodes. I'll just play it. Hi, I'm calling for a don't blame them. Um, by the way, hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, this is in regards to literally everybody who's been making calls and seemingly ignoring the pandemic. Um, I wanted to just address a couple of things. Um, I found out recently that a friend of mine who I had not been seeing is um, possibly uh, COVID positive. She doesn't want to get tested. She's just going to isolate, but she... Um, have been going out and um, was exposed to COVID and she told me that and uh, she saw her parents the very next day apparently um, after she had been exposed so she's freaking out about that. I recently saw a TikTok of a young 20 year old woman who had lost her baby during her fight with COVID um, so this isn't a joke guys Literally, a 20-year-old lost her baby due to COVID. It can happen to you. It it can happen to my friend. It can happen to that woman. It can happen to you. And you don't know who you're going to infect. You, you, you have to go to the grocery store. You might run into frontline workers who might get it from you. And they might be out of jobs for a while. So please just... Take that into consideration. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Love to hear people who also are taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. I now have three friends that have had COVID or currently have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't even know how many I know at this point. So many. I mean, yeah, one of them, one of them, she got it like at the beginning of when everybody uh, got locked down and she ne- she didn't go anywhere except for taking her dog on walks. And she thinks the only way that she got it was either just one, not wiping things down properly that she bought that came but into the house. But she was also wiping things down, but like, she was which wiping, is more yeah. than so many people are doing. Yep. Or someone jogging by her while she was walking her dog that didn't have on a mask, but she always had on a mask. And she, I mean, like she, I mean, this was back in April ish and, um, she still has residual effects. Like she can't sleep all the way through the night because she can't breathe. Um, her voice is still raspy. Um, she's always coughing. So yes, you, and they say like, you know, 
people recover. If you're young, you'll recover, but there's still residual effects that are going to affect you for the rest of your life. And that's just the stuff that like people, the the long-term effects people have had over the last like six to nine months versus right. like, we don't know what it's going to change in bodies. Um, and I think something that's uh, been really helpful when talking to people about this is a lot of people like to throw around statistics. Oh, 99% of people recover. And while if we want to talk about that statistic specifically, like, is it when you think about 99% of the population, 1% of the population is millions of people. Like that's millions of people. But um, the real kicker of it is the 99% is from a study of 100 people. So Mm -hmm. out of 100 people, it's one person. Out of millions, we don't know what that, what that actually is that it's most likely greater than that but mm-hmm. if we're taking from a sample of 100 people that's that's not a, that's not that's not enough for us to decide that that's how it's going to affect the rest of like the entire world and the entire population right. so we need to assume that it's more like that it's it that it is more than that and that it's not just people with pre-existing conditions. It's there are perfect like if you read these articles of th- there are perfectly healthy people who have young people who've died, perfectly mm-hmm. healthy young people who have died. And there are people who are my friend lost her her grandpa to it. And he was not he was not um, he was older and of like a high risk age, but didn't have any respiratory issues, wasn't like actively wasn't actively struggling with like cancer or anything wasn't on immune suppressants was just an older guy passed away and it's the misinformation that's out there is so wild and people are cherry picking what they want to listen to and what they want to believe and what they want to hear and if you are not taking the pandemic seriously just know that when people inevitably die from the actions that you have taken, this passive feeling that you have will not last. You mm-hmm. will, it it will wreck you. It will fucking wreck, it might not wreck you the next day or today, but like how she's saying about how her friend freaking out about her parents, that's going to happen. It's and inevitably. also her friend not getting tested is reckless. That's reckless. Like she's like, if she tests, positive um like she her friend has COVID symptoms so like if she tests positive she can start taking the proper regimen to help her get healthy but like she's still being reckless with her health it's that notion of I'm too scared to know no you weren't you weren't too scared while you were going out partying yeah if you were scared you would have bit high scared Mm -hmm. (laughs) staying inside fucking like and it's there is, there's just, there are so many like lives at stake and lives on the line and you are responsible for them. And this whole thing of people who are like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know anyone. I don't know. any. that's the same thing. You don't know anyone who's gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no, you do, you do. But a lot of people aren't fucking telling other people when they're testing. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't also just not going to go get tested. They're only like the people who are getting exposed and finding all of that out. Like you're walking around asymptomatic. Like if you feel perfectly healthy and you are perfectly fine, stay inside. If you have to go do shit, you have to go do shit. Like, and again, we're never, we're never speaking about essential workers here or people who like 
are not being given time off from work and all of that stuff. Like the biggest issue through all of this is the government and not doing like actual force mandates and doing all of this kind of shit. Like that is the real like big issue here. And that's like the reason why all of this, everyone's doing these, making these stupid decisions because like our government's allowing this kind of shit to happen. But if you are like choosing to go out and do all of this stupid, stupid shit, you shouldn't even be like, <laughs> like if I'm doing any fucking thing that like when I had to like start like working and it's like st- socially distanced set, everything is taking all the precautions. So I tested all the fucking time. Like if you are going to go out and do like things that like, okay, I need to go do this. I need to go do X, Y, still get tested. You still yeah. get tested, but just because you feel healthy doesn't mean, oh, I don't need to quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I know people get mad at us for like talking about COVID and stuff, but like, I don't care. Stay mad. If like what we say helps save a life, I don't give a fuck. You can be mad all you want. But clearly the people that are calling in that are going places, they don't, they either like don't know any better or don't care to know any better. And if, if we have like the platform in order to educate them, then that's what we're going to do. And if you don't like the call, fast forward. We're not enabling anyone's ignorance. No. And this podcast is not uh, escapism from this is we're t- people are calling it with like real life fucking issues and real shit that they're going through. And the reality is, is we're in a fucking pandemic. And so if you're going to call and ask us, if you have the audacity, to, if you want to call us and ask us for advice on like, oh, how do I get digged down by this guy? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to fucking no, I'm going to call you yeah. out. Mm-hmm. You called me. You called us. You called us and told us that you weren't social distancing. So, oh, well, um, don't blame them, uh, caller. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. It's hopefully it's helpful for other people to hear it from not just us. Mm-hmm. And also Hi. don't join the Facebook group if you're not um, social distancing because you get called out real quick. When I tell you that... <laughs> Like, if you think that we are a lot, welcome to 2,500 people that are just, like, it is so fast. It is so fast the amount of times we like, just get. A lot of it is just like, it's so fast that I can't even, I don't even see it. No, I get a screenshot um, and then we get tagged in it. And by the time that we're tagged in it, person's already left the group. Everybody's are. it's been all of it explained, links, everything. Yeah. You can't get anything past. Like, not that, like, you know, we're a bunch of snoops who have <laughs> a whole group of snoopers. Yeah. Okay. Let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> and I'm off. Um, that's it for our episode. Uh, hope you all enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Our videos are available on Patreon, and you can also just support the show over there. We do live streams twice a month. They're really fun. We just like hang out. I mean, we've been talking about how we're going to like plan and do something really specific. Maybe we will going forward, but like truly we kind of just, it's like, the zoom call that you have with like your high school friends where you're Mm -hmm. all just like catching, like talking and hanging out and catching up and talking about like what you saw on Twitter that day. We have a great time. 
Last one was three hours long. <laughs> I know. We didn't even, we were like, oh shit. Um, I'm starving. <laughs> both of us were like, oh, I have to eat. Yeah. So if you would like to support the current show, we would appreciate it so, so, so much. It helps us keep the lights on, which is, as you can tell, the lights on my video are dim. So <laughs> Yeah, the light changed during mine as well. So please, um, you can follow us on Instagram, leave us a review on the podcast app. Our socials are always linked down below. And is there anything else? Anything you want to promote? No. No? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Well, we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.